share. Read the book of Revelations for yourself. Welcome to Streams in the Desert Live, an interactive prophetic talk show with pastor, evangelist, and prophetic teacher, Dana Bohansky, senior pastor of Streams in the Desert Ministries and House Church, where we look at the headlines of our daily news in light of Bible prophecy and give you, the listener, an opportunity to call in to ask questions and share information regarding the signs of the times. This ministry is dedicated to the preaching and teaching of the unadulterated word of the one and only true and living God under the power and anointing of God's Holy Ghost. Streams in the Desert Live is an expansion of Streams in the Desert Ministries. Now, here's your host, Pastor Dana. Shalom and blessings in the name of the Lord Jesus. This is Pastor Dana, and I once again would like to thank you for joining me today, March 1st, 2023, for the Streams in the Desert Live Internet Radio Broadcast, coming to you from the beautiful Streams in the Desert Live home studio via StarWorldWideNetworks.com where we look at the headlines of our daily news in light of Bible prophecy. Today's topic title is Another Jesus. But before we get started, let us pray. Lord God, we humbly come before your throne and bow down, spiritually speaking. Lord God, we thank you for all that you've done, all that you're doing, and all that you've yet to do. We ask that the power working and anointing of your Holy Spirit send out the message today, for it is your message and not mine. Lord Jesus, I thank you for taking my place upon the cross of Calvary that I may have eternal life. And Holy Spirit, have your way in this day. Jesus' precious and holy name we pray. Amen and amen. Well, folks, greetings to you all once again from wherever you are in the world. As you join me, your host, Pastor Dana, today for another compelling episode of Streams in the Desert Live Internet Radio Broadcast. As we open the show for today, it is with scripture found in 1 Peter chapter 5, verses 1 through 8, in which Peter boldly states, The elders which are among you I exhort, who am also an elder, and a witness of the suffering of Christ, and also a partaker of the glory that shall be revealed. Feel, uh, feed the flock of God which is among you, take the oversight thereof, not by constraint, but willingly, not for filthy lucre, but uh, of a ready mind, neither as being lords over God's heritage, but being examples to the flock. And when the chief shepherd shall appear, which would be in reference to the Lord Jesus Christ, my friends, ye shall receive a crown of glory that fadeth not away. Likewise, ye younger, submit yourselves unto the elder, Yea, all of you be subject to one another, 
and be clothed with humility. For God resisteth the proud and giveth grace unto the humble. Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time. Cast all your cares upon him, for he careth for you. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion walketh about seeking whom he may devour. And on that note, my friends, the first part of our show today will be a continuation from last week's show, which is, uh, when is a move of God not a move of God, as well as it will be a conclusion concerning the Asbury Revival and the Jesus Revolution movie of late. So, with no further ado, we will begin this segment with a piece published by Jeffrey Greider, author of Now the End Begins, dated February 28, 2023, titled The Jesus Revolution Movie and All the Other Current Media Promotions of This Another Jesus are paving the way for acceptance of LGBTQIA plus in the churches. Of which Mr. Greider begins by once again reiterating that the Jesus Revolution movie and all the other current media promotions of this Another Jesus are paving the way for acceptance of LGBTQIA plus in churches. Just before going on to say, if you've been paying attention to all the various moving parts of the current Jesus Revolution movie craze, you will find two themes, he says, that pop up constantly in all the various elements like the Asbury Revival, the He Gets Us commercials, and all the rest. Mr. Greider then points out, the first thing you'll notice is that it preaches a gospel based on experience and emotions instead of the sound preaching of Paul's gospel. The second thing you find is that the whole movement is working itself towards the acceptance and inclusion of LGBTQIA plus people in the church. That's the goal. That's the end game. And if you are not on board, you're the enemy. Um, That we henceforth be no more children tossed to and fro, and carrying about with every wind of doctrine, by the slight of men and cunning craftiness, whereby they lie in wait to deceive, but speaking the truth in love may grow up into him in all things, which is the head, even Christ. Ephesians chapter 4, verses 14 and 15. Jeffrey then says, 
Paul tells us in 2 Timothy chapter 4, verses 1 through 5, I charge thee therefore before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall judge the quick, meaning the alive, and the dead at his appearing and his kingdom, preach the word, be instant in season, out of season, reprove, rebuke, exhort with all longsuffering and doctrine. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but after their own lusts shall they heap to themselves teachers, having itching ears, and they shall turn away their ears from the truth, and shall be turned unto fables. But watch thou in all things, endure afflictions, do the work of an evangelist, Make full proof of thy ministry. And in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 2, Paul as well tells us that ye be not soon shaken in mind or be troubled neither by spirit nor by word nor by letter as from us, as that the day of Christ is at hand." Mr. Greider continues by stating that in the last days before the catching up of the church in the rapture, there will be a rejection of Bible doctrine resulting in the falling away from Bible truth. If you are a discerning Christian, he says, look closely at the Asbury revival, the he gets us commercials, the Jesus Revolution movie, and you won't find enough Bible doctrine to fill a teacup. With that said, he continues by noting, while I write this, I have an interview playing with the director of Jesus Revolution, who is uh, saying that the movie intentionally avoids Bible doctrine and intentionally uh, promotes the emotions and feelings instead. Jeffrey further notes at minute 1228 uh, of the interview, they are discussing how in the movie they intentionally hide that Lonnie Frisbee, one of the characters in this movie, the lead the leader of the Jesus movement was a homosexual. Did you know that, he says? Hmm. For if he that cometh preacheth another Jesus, whom we have not preached, or if you receive another spirit, which ye have not received, or another gospel, which ye have not accepted, ye might well bear with him. 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 4. Mr. Greider then says, here's the problem. If you are straight, the Bible says that fornication outside of marriage between a man and a woman is sin. And if you engage in it, you need to repent of it. But God absolutely blesses sex between a married man and woman. Being straight is not a sin. He continues on by as well noting, not so for the homosexual. If someone from the LGBTQIA plus 
was to want to join the church, they would have to do three things according to the Bible. They would have to get saved, born again, according to 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 1 through 4, which states, Moreover, brethren, I declare unto you the gospel which I preached unto you, which also ye have received, and wherein ye stand, by which ye also are saved, if ye keep in memory what I have preached unto you, unless ye have believed in vain. For I delivered unto you, first of all, that which I also received, how that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures, and that he was buried, and that he rose again the third day according to the scriptures. Mr. Greider here as well adds John chapter 3, verses 3 through 5, which states, Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said unto him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, with a capital S, my friends, meaning the Holy Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. Mr. Greider then says, Next they would have to repent of their sin of sodomy and same-sex fornication. My friends, this is where I, Pastor Dana, would as well like to add that a person coming to the Lord Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of their sins would as well need to do as Paul states by way of the power working and anointing of God's Holy Spirit, that which is found in Romans chapter 10 verses 9 through 13, which states that if thou shall confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shall believe in thine heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, you know what I always like to say, right living in the Lord Jesus Christ. And the word of God goes on to say, and with the mouth, Confession is made unto salvation. For the scripture saith, Whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed, for there is no difference between the Jew and the Greek. For the same Lord over all is rich unto all that call upon him. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. What is the name of the Lord, my friends? His name is Jesus Christ the anointed one of God, Jesus, the Christ. Uh, uh, continuing on, Mr. Greider uh, in his piece, next he says, uh, but then, um, and here is where the rubber meets the road, he says, they would have to repent of being a homosexual, a lesbian, or whatever other letter they were identifying with. He then asks the question, have you heard any testimony from the Asbury revival of anyone repenting, not just from whatever kind of uh, sexual activity, but repenting of being gay? 
That would be real repentance, he says. And you won't find that anywhere in any of these things we are discussing, of which I do agree with one million percent, my friends. And that is why I brought you the show last week that I brought you. The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? I, the Lord, search the heart. I try the reins, even to give every man according to his ways and according to the fruit of his doings. Jeremiah chapter 17, verses 9 and 10. Mr. Greider then has this to say, of which I wholeheartedly agree with. This is why none of these um, outlets are using Bible doctrine because the doctrine condemns their false gospel and their presentation of this another Jesus. This is why you hear exactly zero messaging on lost people dying and going to a burning, fiery hell, because the crowd that laps up this junk will not tolerate that type of preaching. Moving ahead in this piece, Mr. Greider then states, the same churches that are promoting the Jesus Revolution movie are right now also promoting the inclusion of LGBTQIA plus into not only the churches they run, but are openly encouraging other churches to join in with them. He further states, as proof of that, I've included videos of megachurch pretend pastors Andy Stanley from North Point Community Church in Georgia and from pretend pastor Danny DeArmas from First Baptist Orlando bragging about doing what this article says they are doing. Mr. Greider then says, of which I there again wholeheartedly agree with, but don't take my word for it. Go see for yourself. Find somebody who is gushing over the Asbury revival and talk to them about their sin, hell, and judgment. He continues on by stating, go to any of the theaters playing the Jesus Revelation movie, stand outside with a scripture sign, and hand handing out uh, gospel tracts and see how many dirty looks you get from the Christians going in and coming out of the theater. Mr. Greider then adds, don't kid me, man. I've been preaching on the streets for over a decade now, and nine out of ten times, the ugliest comments we got were from people who said they were born-again Christians who hated what we were doing. Spreading the gospel instead of lying to people, that's a real pity, my friends. And you know what I always say about that. They're wannabe Christians. <laughs> and on that note, Mr. Greider, to the end of his piece, reiterates what Paul had to say in 2 Timothy chapter 4, verses 2 through 5. He once again reiterates this, my friends. Preach the word, be instant in season, out of season, reproving, rebuking, exhorting with all long suffering and doctrine. 
For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but after their own lusts shall they heap up to themselves teachers, having itching ears, and they shall turn away their ears from the truth, and shall be turned unto fables." But watch thou in all things, endure afflictions, do the work of an evangelist, which is a person who is sent by God to spread the good news of the Lord Jesus Christ, my friends. And the last part of the scripture says, make full proof of thy ministry. With that said, just before we move on to our break, I would like to shed a little more light and this would be a good time to listen up, my friends, on the, man, on the man, Lonnie Frisbee, who was mentioned in Mr. Grider's piece as being the leader of the Jesus movement that began back in 1967 and ran through the 70s and beyond, in, of which we now see resurfacing here today in the year 2023. Lonnie was indeed part of the gay community. The following excerpt is being presented in light of the fact that two longtime pastors, Greg Laurie, who is a Baptist pastor, senior pastor of Harvest Christian Fellowship, and evangelist for Harvest Crusades, and Chuck Smith, who was the founder of the Calvary Chapel movement, are the main characters in the Jesus Revolution movie, along with Lonnie Frisbee, the so-called hippie preacher, who is being portrayed by the same actor who is a dyed-in-the-wool Catholic who also portrays, my friends, the Jesus of the Unbiblical Chosen series. This piece was written by a man named Ken Wilson, who is co-author with Emily Swan of Solus Jesus, a theology of resistance and co-pastor of Blue Ocean Faith, Ann Arbor, a progressive, inclusive church dated, get this date, my friends, March 12th. 2019. All of this of what has been unfolding here in the last few months with the Asbury, uh, Asbury uh, University uh, revival, so-called revival, and the Jesus Revolution movie, and the commercials brought out during the Super Bowl, it's been in the works for a long time. March 12th, 2019. Posted on a publication called medium.com which had this to say about Lonnie Frisbee aka the hippie preacher who influenced the likes of Greg Laurie just mentioned and Chuck Smith just mentioned and a lot of other preachers who have come out of this so-called Jesus movement both then and now Ken's piece begins with this title Remembering Lonnie Frisbee, the gay man who sparked the Jesus movement. March 12th is the death anniversary of Lonnie Frisbee, the hippie preacher, who sparked the Jesus movement, movement 
1967, two years before the Stonewall Uprising that sparked the gay liberation movement. 17-year-old Frisbee, time to listen up, my friends. 17-year-old Frisbee went into the California wilderness, stripped naked, and cried out, Jesus, if you are really real, reveal yourself to me. He felt surrounded by a glowing, shimmering presence. That is never a way that the Lord is um, described, my friend. You can look through the entire Bible, front to back, upside down, and sideways. You'll never find it. It's a New Age terminology. And had a vision of thousands of young hippies streaming into the ocean for baptism. Wilson then goes on to say, first in San Francisco's Haight-Ashbury district during the summer of love, and later in Southern California, Frisbee was instrumental in drawing young people to a, get this, new kind of Jesus faith. That's another Jesus, my friends, that the Bible's talking about. Stripped of institutional trappings, which later, the writer says, of course, returned in adjusted forms. Really? And what does that mean? This movement began uh, rock and roll Christianity which has now morphed into marketing-savvy hipster churches like Hillsong. Hillsong, my friends. For a time, Bob Dylan landed in a vineyard church, another offspring of this summer of love, uh, Jesus uh, movement uh, church connected to the Frisbee-influenced Jesus movement. As a side note, it is as well noted, my friends, in this piece by the writer that you can learn uh, Frisbee's story in a documentary by filmmaker David Di Sabato, uh, Sabatino, um, Frisbee, The Life uh, and Death of a Hippie Preacher, 2005. Wilson continues his piece by stating John Wimber, a former manager producer of the righteous brothers turned pastor invited frisbee to speak at his struggling church on mother's day 1980 by all accounts the holy spirit fell on those gathered in a remarkable way and vineyard as an organized expression of the jesus movement took off. Doesn't that just remind you of something that happened last month? It is so last month, my friends. It sounds exactly like the representation that happened supposedly at the Asbury Revival that ended on Thursday, February 23rd, 2023. Uh, those uh, who long for the glory days, the writer said, of the vineyard's early years are longing for what Frisbee unleashed. The writer of this piece, who there again is Ken Wilson, then adds this note. Time to listen up, my friends. I founded a Vineyard Church in Ann Arbor, but lost my job there when Emily Swan came out as gay, and I refused to fire her as the denomination demanded. 
Wilson then says, but Lonnie Frisbee, like so many others of his era and many still today, was a closeted gay man. He was closeted because the Christianity of his time and much of the Christianity today stigmatized, which means branded, you brand yourself by going against God's uh word, my friends, stigmatize sexual minorities as perverse. I do believe that is in the Bible, speaking of such things, my friends. In Frisbee's time, as in ours, says Wilson, most churches uh, applied a handful of biblical terror texts that were probably written with uh, practices like temple prostitution and pederasty, which is in regard to men who mentor pre-adolescent boys in exchange for sexual services in mind. As a result, says Wilson, he was trapped. No way to legitimately express his sexual attraction to other men. As it so often does, the closet of shame accusation and moral condemnation uh, backed by assured uh, assurances of eternal uh, conscious torment, which my friends is in the Bible, it tells you that's what will happen, uh, led Frisbee, the writer says, and countless others to engage in risky behavior in the shadows. Why is it risky behavior if it's so uh, open and, and so right, huh? Hmm? Huh? I want to know that. Lonnie Frisbee died of HIV AIDS on March 12, 1993. From there, the writer of this piece goes completely off the rails by stating that surely the church of his time has a hand in his death, as the church in our time has its hand in the death of many others. This writer ends his uh his delusional thought process by stating today I mourn the religiously induced suffering of Lonnie Frisbee and so many like him. He says, even as I am grateful for his impact on Christianity on his Yardzet day, the Jewish term for a death anniversary, I will light a, memorial candle in memory of Lonnie Frisbee, and I will pray that the scourge of homophobia embedded in the teachings of terror in so many churches be finally renounced and left behind in the dustbin of history. So, my friends, there you have it. The so-called ministry leadership that are being portrayed in the Jesus Revolution movie, as well as those associated with the likes of Asbury's so-called 2023 revival and many others, are the same who have and are still yet leading many generations of people into an eternity that will be spent in the lake of fire. By means of their false preaching, teaching, prophesying, and another Jesus, who is not the Jesus of the Bible. 
And on that sad and sobering note, my friends, I will be right back after the break so that we may continue our investigation of another Jesus. This time of desperation When all we know is doubt and fear There is only one foundation We believe We believe We believe in God the Father, we believe in Jesus Christ, we believe in the Holy Spirit, and He's given us new life, we believe in the crucifixion, we believe that He conquered death, we believe in the resurrection, and He's coming back again, we believe. So let our faith be more than anthems Greater than the songs we sing And in our weakness and temptations Yes, as Bible-believing, Spirit-filled, and led Christians filled with the Holy Ghost of the Lord God as on the day of Pentecost in chapter 2 of Acts, uh, speaking in tongues and uh, raising the dead if the Lord so 
have it be. By the power working and anointing of his Holy Spirit, we are waiting for the Lord Jesus Christ. And yes, we do believe everything that was mentioned in that song. Okay, now, my friends, here in the second half of our show for today, I would like to shift gears just a bit and take a look at what the lack of sound biblical preaching and teaching has done to not only the young, but to the older population of our present world. And to illustrate that, we will now be taking a look at a piece that speaks of something that has just been pointed out to me within the last few days or so as becoming a national problem here in the United States of America. This piece is by none other than Mr. Michael Snyder, author of the economiccollapseblog.com, dated February 23rd, 2023, titled, More Than a Million Americans Are Dead, But Our Leaders Do Nothing About the Raging Crisis in Our Streets. Mr. Snyder begins his piece by stating, in our rotting, decaying society, there are literally hordes of rotting, decaying people in the streets. In this article, I am going to tell you about an immensely powerful drug that is taking America by storm. It makes people stagger about like zombies, and it also causes raw, gaping wounds that will literally rot away arms and legs if untreated. Of course, says Mr. Snyder, the U.S. was already facing an unprecedented drug crisis even before this new zombie drug started to spread like wildfire. More than a million Americans have died of drug overdoses since 1999, and the drug overdose epidemic has actually greatly accelerated within the past few years. At this point, he says more than 100,000 Americans a year are dying from a drug overdose. According to the CDC, which we don't usually put too much trust in, my friends, someone dies from an overdose in this country every five minutes. So if they say five minutes, it's probably every five seconds, my friends. And most of those drug overdose deaths are being caused by a drug known as fentanyl. As uh, an amount of fentanyl equal equivalent To a grain of rice is enough to kill a person. And right now, fentanyl is actually the leading cause of death for Americans between the ages of 18 and 45. Fentanyl has become the leading cause of death for adults aged between 18 and 45, the CDC confirmed. Former White House Drug Policy Advisor Professor Keith Humphreys Uh, told the U.S. Sun, the U.S. has an established population of several million people who are already addicted to opiates. 
This creates a lucrative market for drug traffickers selling blends of opiates with other drugs included. It's the other drugs included that we are about to get to, my friends. Mr. Snyder continues by stating, thanks to our unprotected borders, it is quite easy for other countries to absolutely flood our communities with fentanyl. For for example, he says, last week, state troopers in Arizona discovered enough fentanyl to kill nearly 800,000 people. Arizona state troopers last week seized enough fentanyl to kill nearly 800,000 people. 800,000 people, my friends. The fentanyl had been smuggled in a pickup truck and made it nearly 150 miles north of the border, authorities said. Moving ahead, Mr. Snyder points out that the stuff gets over the border so easy, easily because the politicians in Washington have turned our border security into a joke. The only reason, he says, why state troopers were able to intercept it 150 miles north of the border, that because the vehicle it was being transported in was involved in a terrible accident. And my friends, it is true. I saw the article and the video of the aftermath of it all. Mr. Snyder then adds, fentanyl was bad enough, but now it is being combined with an extremely powerful animal tranquilizer known as xylazine. Xylazine, my friends. Xylazine is thought to be 50 times more potent than heroin and 100 times more powerful than morphine, which is why it has taken over as the number one drug in Philadelphia. Mr. Snyder continues by stating the combination of fentanyl and xylazine is known as trink dope. And it is being sold on the streets of our major cities for just a few dollars. When cut with fentanyl, xylazine has a bigger hit with it, including a semi-conscious state, which leaves people people's upper bodies hanging over their legs in the streets and they move very slowly or not at all. This is where it gets its name, he says, zombie drug. However, with a bigger hit comes a bigger need for addicts to buy it. The drug is also sold on the street for just a few dollars and is often injected into the body. Mr. Snyder includes a video of just what this deadly drug cocktail is doing to people. He then says, we have never seen anything quite like this before. Recently, authorities in Philadelphia tested 39 different drug samples, and they found that xylazine is in every single one of them. The city's public health department recently found xylazine in every sample of drugs tested. While the sample of 39 was small, 
health experts are alarmed at the trend and the wounds they are seeing. Mr. Snyder then points out, of course, it isn't just Philly that is dealing with Trank dope. This new combination is now being bought and sold in communities all over America. And the users are discovering that it literally causes raw, gaping wounds to appear on their bodies. Trink users have found raw wounds erupting on their skin at the injection sites, which have rotted the surrounding skin and caused infection, sometimes leading to amputation. The wounds turn into a crust of dead tissue called eschar, which, uh, if untreated, will cause people to lose limbs. Some former addicts have even spoken about seeing people continue to inject the drug into their stumps. Mr. Snyder then says, sadly, most addicts are not able to quit just before going on to say, these drugs are just too strong. So even though their wounds just keep getting worse and worse, most addicts just keep injecting themselves with this poison. One user named Sam told Sky News about the holes that have been appearing in his legs and feet. Trink is basically zombifying people's bodies until nine months later. I, until nine months ago, he said, I never had wounds. Now there are holes in my legs and feet. Just cleansing them is so painful. The wound care truck put on Band-Aids, but I kept them on for a week in the rain and it all looked a hundred times worse. Mr. Snyder then adds, a 39-year-old user named Tracy McCann actually told the New York Times that her arms were dying from the wounds that she had developed. Last month, on Philly, one Philly user uh, suddenly developed xylazine-specific wounds near her opioid injection sites. I wake up in in the morning crying because my arms were dying, Tracy McCann, 39, told the New York Times. Mr. Schneider then says, but most of them simply cannot get off these drugs on their own. So they will just keep going back to the dealers and buying more. Mr. Schneider continues on by stating, when I say that our major cities have become rotting, decaying hellholes, I am not exaggerating one bit. He then goes on to say, and what is truly tragic is that our leaders could stop all of this if they really wanted to do so, but they won't do it. Mr. Snyder then says, even though more than a million Americans are already dead, they refuse to take action. Michael ends his piece by reminding that for a long time, I have been relentlessly warning my readers about what was happening to our cities, and now the deterioration has greatly accelerated. 
If you currently live in a drug-infested area, he says, I would encourage you to move somewhere safe while you still have the opportunity to do so. Unfortunately, the number of safe areas continues to shrink because these drugs just continue to infest more communities with each passing year. And as I told you, my friends, in the last few days, right here in AZ, I have heard through the powers that be that it has now hit the streets in a huge way. And with that said, My friends, time as we know it is quickly coming to an end. Soon the Lord Jesus Christ will return for those belonging to him in what is called the rapture of his bride, who are those those that are going to be raptured, my friends, are those who have made themselves ready to meet the bridegroom, who is the Lord Jesus Christ, by asking him while it is yet still called today to forgive them of their sins. The word of the one and only true and living God of heaven, whose one and only begotten son is Jesus Christ, has made it crystal clear that today is the day of salvation, my friends, for tomorrow is promised to no one. If you have not made the Lord Jesus Christ your only Savior, then today is the day to do so my friends, for you just never know when you will take your last breath upon this planet called Earth, nor when the Lord Jesus Christ will appear in the eastern sky to whisk away his watching, waiting, ready, and praying bride. And it is for that reason that the Lord Jesus himself says to his disciples and to us in Matthew chapter 26, verse 41, Watch and pray that ye enter not into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. Jesus also reminds us in John chapter 3, verses 16 through 18, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him, who is he? He's Jesus Christ, should not perish but have everlasting life. For God sent not his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. He that believeth on him, who is he? He's Jesus Christ, is not condemned. But he that believeth not is condemned already, says the same word of God, because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. Jesus as well tells us in John chapter 14, verses 1 through 6, Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, Jesus said, I would have told you. I, Jesus said, go to prepare a place for you. And if I, Jesus said, go and prepare a place for you, I, Jesus said, will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there ye may be also. And whether I go, Jesus said, ye know. And the way, which means method, my friends, ye know, Jesus said. Thomas said unto him, Lord, we know not whether thou goest, and how can we know the way or the method? Jesus said unto him, I am the way 
I am the method, the truth, and the life. No man comes unto the Father but by me. And it is for this very reason, my friends, that Jesus gives all who will receive it this invitation found in Revelation chapter 3, verses 20 through 22, where he begins by stating, Behold, I stand at the door. That door is the door of your heart, my friends. Behold, Jesus said, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice and open the door, that is the door of your heart, my friends, I, Jesus said, will come in to him and will sup with him and he with me. To him that overcome will I, Jesus said, grant to sit with me in my throne. Word throne being translated as power. Even as I also overcame, Jesus said, and am set down with my father in his throne or power. My friends, Jesus said, he that has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit, with a capital S, my friends, saith unto the churches. Which brings us, my friends, back to Romans chapter 10, verses 9 through 13, which is, seems to be today in the world that I am now sitting in, along with you seems to be a set of scriptures that people want to shove out of the way. They want to claim a lot of other things are the way that you come to the Lord Jesus Christ, but they forget these, and this is from the mouth of God to the ears of all mankind who will receive it. It is found in Romans chapter 10, verses 9 through 13, where the Apostle Paul lays out God's one and only plan of salvation, which is through the work that his one and only begotten son, who is none other than Jesus Christ, did upon the cross of Calvary in the shedding of his precious and holy blood for a sin covering for all mankind who will receive him, Jesus Christ, that is, as their one and only Savior. Paul begins by stating that if thou shall confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shall believe in thine heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shall be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness. I like to say right living in the Lord Jesus Christ, my friends. And the word of God goes on to say, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. For the scripture saith, whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed. For there is no difference between the Jew and the Greek. For the same Lord over all is rich unto all that call upon him. Who is him? He is Jesus Christ. For whosoever says the word of God shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. My friends, the name of the Lord is Jesus Christ. Today is the day of salvation. Be sure to ask the Lord Jesus Christ to forgive you of your sins today while it is yet called today, for today is the day of salvation. Tomorrow is promised to no one on this earth, my friends. So while it is still yet called today, ask the Lord Jesus Christ to forgive you of your sins. Ask the Lord God to fill you with the 
uh, indwelling power working and anointing of his Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking with other tongues as outlined in Acts chapter 1 verses 1 through 8, Acts chapter 2 verses 1 through 4, Acts chapter 19 verses 1 through 6, my friends, before your time is up. Because if you leave this world without the Lord Jesus Christ as your only Savior, your next stop will be hell. And then on the great white throne judgment day of God, your final destination will be, according to the word of God, will be the lake of fire for all eternity. My friends, choose life and choose the Lord Jesus Christ so that you may soon and very soon as in the way the things are going in this world will be able to walk the streets of gold with the Lord Jesus Christ for all eternity, my friends, doing that which the Lord has planned for those who love him. With that said, my friends, Let's just get right to it because we're almost out of time for today. If today the Lord, by way of the power working and anointing of his Holy Spirit, is pricking your heart and telling you that your time is short, whether it be individual time or the world's time, my friends, it's all short. So today, if you feel the prick of the Holy Spirit in your heart telling you, get ready, get ready, get ready, it is the day that you need to give your life over to the Lord Jesus Christ. And if you're backslidden, it's time to turn away from Satan, kick him to the curb, and don't believe his lies that you can never come back because as long as there's breath in your body and you feel the prick of the Holy Spirit in your heart, you can come back to the Lord Jesus Christ. Then it is time to know God's word, know it well, and know it correctly for yourself, my friends, and walk in the power, working, and anointing of God's Holy Spirit. With that said, let us pray a prayer of Uh, repentance unto the Lord Jesus Christ, uh, unto God. So here we go, my friends. Uh, Please pray this prayer with me out loud and mean it from the depths of your heart, my friends. It's not a matter of the mind. It's a matter of the heart. The Lord is looking at the affairs of men's hearts, my friends. And so therefore, the Lord says the issues of life come from the heart. So today, while it is still yet called today, call upon the name of the Lord Jesus Christ in this prayer to forgive you of your sins and begin your new walk in the Lord Jesus Christ and in the power working and anointing of God's Holy Spirit as you move forward in seeking the Lord God for it with the evidence of speaking with other tongues. With that said, let us pray. Dear Lord God, I humbly come before your throne and bow down this day. Lord God, I thank you for sending your one and only begotten Son, who is none other than the Lord Jesus Christ and the only Savior of the world, to take my place upon the cross of Calvary. Lord God, thank you for this wonderful gift, and I just give you glory and honor and praise for it in Jesus' name. And Lord Jesus, I humbly come before your throne and bow down, spiritually speaking. Lord Jesus, I know that I am a sinner in need of a Savior, and that you are the only Savior. So today, Lord Jesus, I ask with a broken and contrite heart and spirit that you would please forgive me of my sins and bring me into the eternal family of God this day and have me to be ready, watching, waiting, and praying for imminent return in the rapture, Lord Jesus. And until then, 
Lord God, I will seek you for the indwelling power, working and anointing of your Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking with other tongues, that I may walk in the power that you have prepared and ordained for me to do uh, the things that you've called me to do until the Lord Jesus Christ breaks the eastern sky. Holy Spirit, have your way in this day. And Lord Jesus, I know that you are faithful and true to do that which you have promised. And so therefore, I know this day I have become your child. And I thank you for that, Lord Jesus. Thank you for taking my place upon the cross of Calvary. I know that if I was the only person on the face of this planet that you would have had to do it for, you would have still done it. Thank you, Lord Jesus. And I look forward to serving you all the rest of my days until you break that eastern sky or I take my last breath and meet you on the streets of gold. Holy Spirit, have your way in this day. Teach me to know God's word, know it well, and know it correctly for myself. In Jesus' precious and holy name I pray, amen and amen. Remember, my friends, if your church is not changing you into a servant of the Lord Jesus Christ, it is high time and way past time to change your church. And with that said, it's a wrap. May the Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make his face to shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give you his perfect shalom or peace. Shalom and blessings until we meet again. I believe that we are living in the days John wrote about. The end times are upon us. Join Streams in the Desert Live each Wednesday at 4 p.m. on Star Worldwide Networks, where your host, Pastor Dana, will examine the headlines of our daily news in light of Bible prophecy. Streams in the Desert Live thanks you for listening, for your phone calls, emails, and as always, your generous love offerings in support of this internet radio broadcast. You may also visit or email Streams in the Desert Ministries, home of Streams in the Desert Live, by way of the website or Facebook page, which can be easily found on the StarWorldWideNetworks.com Streams in the Desert landing page. Until next week, Streams in the Desert Live bids you all much love in Jesus and that the peace of the Lord Jesus be unto you all now and always. And remember, if you're not serving Jesus now, what makes you think you'll be doing it later in heaven?